0: Good morning, family. Good morning. It's great to be here with you. <laughs> uh, my name is Father Perrin. If you don't know me, the Khaltus call me Abune Pierre because they don't know how to say Perrin. So you can call me either or. I like that they mix me up with Father Pierre because I love Father Pierre. So it's a blessing uh, to be here with you all and just to share these these coming years uh, and to really. Follow Father Patrick is a beautiful blessing because he's an amazing priest and he's done such great work at this church and so it's a blessing to be able to follow him, uh, Abuna Brian, and myself just being here with you guys. Uh, this church really means a lot to me. I grew up serving at this church and so it's actually an amazing, amazing grace and blessing to be back as a priest. And I just can't even believe it sometimes that I'm standing at this altar as a priest. And when I just think of of what God has done for me, I mean, I, I remember my grandma literally had keys to this church, okay? And, <laughs> okay, Atisha family, you can calm down. <laughs> uh, my parents were married at this altar. I was baptized in this church. Um, I was five years old, and I started serving at this altar and I remember looking at Father Boji when I was five years old and saying that I want to be a priest. I want to do what Father Boji does. And so it's just crazy how, how God works and how now I'm standing before you still as your son, but now as your priest as well. And so it's a blessing. So what I really want to, to start off, uh, my time here at, Saint, at Mother of God, not St. George, but sorry. <laughs> I got confused. <laughs> is this beautiful gospel of the man who was born blind and how Jesus healed him. When I think the Lord really wants us to know as a people of God, as the mother of God family, is my brothers and sisters that we cannot be afraid to preach the gospel. We cannot be ashamed of Jesus. We cannot be ashamed of our faith, of our love for God. And I say that because of what happens in this gospel. The man is born blind and Jesus heals him and everybody in Israel is confused. Even the Pharisees are upset and they're jealous. One, because Jesus heals this man on a Sabbath, which is a big no-no in the time of Israel. You cannot do any work on the Sabbath. You cannot heal on the Sabbath. And so they were upset with Jesus. And now that Jesus healed this man who was blind, they knew that people were going to start to follow him. And so the Pharisees are asking so many questions to the man. And they're not getting the answers they want. And so they finally go to the man's parents. And they go and ask the man's parents, Is this your son who you say was born blind? And how does he now see? Now the parents give one of the biggest al answers in the world. And they say... We do not, he was born blind, but we don't know how he sees, and we don't know who opened his eyes. Listen, Israelites are Middle Easterns, just like Chaldeans. If something happened to one of your children, you would know every single detail of what happened to your child. You would know every single way of what happened, who healed him, every single step. You've heard it a million times, He posted it on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. But the parents say, we don't know. And the reason they say that, the gospel is very clear. St. John tells us in a very clear way, they answer in this way because they were afraid of the Jews. They were afraid because the Jews said, if anyone says that Jesus is Christ, they will be kicked out of the synagogue. They will be kicked out. And so out of fear, they answer in this way. My brothers and sisters we cannot be afraid like this we cannot live in fear of proclaiming our faith of proclaiming who jesus is to us the first step is knowing who jesus is right it's experiencing jesus it's encountering jesus it's loving jesus but then we have to give that to other people and i think there's two things that kind of hold us back that we are afraid of sharing our faith the first is really just this fear of our image, this fear of our appearance. We don't want to come off as weird. We don't want to come off as a Jesus follower or as a religious person. Because if you think about it, when you just come to church every Sunday, and then when you start coming to church every day, you're the one who starts saying the prayers at Christmas and Easter, right? Everyone looks at you as the church person, the religious person. But we cannot be afraid of sharing that faith. Another way that I think we are afraid is we're afraid of offending other people. Just the name of Jesus today is offensive. Just saying His name is offensive to people. And I think just very clearly of those of you who work in the medical field. Those of you who are doctors or nurses or in pharmacy. It is so hard to work in the medical field today and to be Catholic. It is so difficult, because you have so many different things going on in your hospitals, in your pharmacies, so many different things that are not really allowing you to really be Catholic, to be a follower of Jesus. And it's difficult, it's hard, because when you want to proclaim your faith as a doctor or a nurse or a pharmacist, It looks as if you're offending other people. It looks as if you're imposing yourself on other people. And that's just not the case. We're not imposing anything. People like to say, keep your religion to yourself. Keep your faith to yourself. But that's not the way Jesus wants us to live. Jesus gives his command to his disciples, go to all the nations and preach the gospel. Baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Give the forgiveness of sins. He doesn't say, just go to the Chaldeans of West Bloomfield. He doesn't say, just go to the people of this city. He says, go to all the nations. And my brothers and sisters, we as Chaldeans, we are so privileged, we are so blessed as a people of God where our culture has built us up in the faith that we have an advantage more than any other culture in the world. Because we are grown up to love God, to love our family, to love food, of course. And so, when we are raised in this way, what I learned, just being in the world, is that not many people have these gifts of faith and family. But we do. And so, Jesus says, to those who much is given, much is expected. Think about how much God has given us. And that means we, as his children, he expects much of us. Because he's blessed us so much. He's given us so much. And so to just come to church on Sundays isn't enough. It is not enough just to practice our faith just on Sundays. Yes, it's the day of the Lord, but every day is God's day. Every day is the day of the Lord. Today, in a specific way, because it's the Sabbath, but every day is His. And so every day needs to be given over to Him. I'll share just a simple example just from last night. A couple of us priests went out to eat, and Father John, who's amazing, he looks at the waitress and he just tells her, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And if you know Father John, that's totally Father John, okay? But that simple three-word phrase, Jesus loves you. By the end of our dinner, that waitress was in tears. Was in tears. Because she began to open up to us, sharing how difficult she's been living. The last eight months of her life had been the worst time of her life. And it ended with us praying with her and blessing her. We have so much power as children of God and we don't even realize it. Because the problem is, we don't know how much God has given us. We don't really understand how blessed we are. We don't understand how beautiful this is. How amazing the Eucharist is. How amazing the Bible is. How amazing our faith is. And until we recognize that, that's when we're going to be able to give it to others. That's when we're able to share it. And I'll close with this, just a beautiful story about this little girl from China. In the time of of China, this is in the early 1900s, the communists broke into a church and these soldiers arrested the priest of the church. And so they threw the priest into a room and they locked him up, putting him technically in, in his own prison. And so they locked him up, but there was a window in this room that the priest was staying in, and the window overlooked the church And so he could see inside of the church. And so he saw a girl come very late at night, a little girl, come into the church, because the soldiers, when they broke into the church, they broke into the tabernacle, and they took all of the gold out of the tabernacle, all the saboriums, and they spilled all the Eucharist on the floor, and they stole the gold. And so a girl comes in very late at night, and she goes to the altar, she kneels down, and with her tongue, she bends and she receives the Eucharist. There were, the priest knew that there were about 30 hosts, 30 Eucharists that were spilled because he knew how much he had put in the tabernacle. And so for 30 days, every single day, this little girl went into the church, snuck in, knelt down, with her tongue to the ground and received the Eucharist every single day. On the last day, the girl gets into the church again, sneaks in, she bends down and kneels, and she receives the Eucharist, and a soldier catches her and shoots and kills her. This little girl was a martyr for the faith. What a beautiful example for us. She had so much faith just in the Eucharist, just in the amazing presence of God in the Eucharist, in His body and blood. And she had this courage, and nothing else mattered to her but receiving Jesus. My brothers and sisters, we're not gonna have many opportunities to die for our faith in a physical way, but we have many opportunities to live for it and to proclaim it. And so today and every day, let's challenge ourselves to preach our faith to proclaim our faith and not to be afraid to say that Jesus is our Lord and Savior and that we are in love with him. Amen.